Hello, I'm Paul Cornell, and you're listening to Podcastica. Night of the Living Geek. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. It is very, very early, at least for me. Yeah, for you. And uh, if you can't tell, Taylor is here. Hi. And he is live in the studio, which is a, a nice turn of events here. Yeah. Um, apparently I have my... What is this NPR voice on right now? <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Morning Coffee on Podcastica. So Taylor, uh, you're here. I am, and I've studio. got a I've got a cup of coffee, and you've got a bunch of Funko Pops I looking know. over well, your shoulder. I'm impressed by this collection. Welcome. It's been a while since you've uh, you've been in studio. It has been a long while, um, but I'm happy to be up with a cup of coffee and. <laughs> here in-house yeah i feel like the last time you were in studio was for our other interview uh it probably was that sounds about right yeah it's it's been quite some time so why are we here today well uh very excitedly we are interviewing uh a fantastic author who has done so many things um but i sheepishly uh tweeted at him while we were at gallifrey (laughs) one and he was in the next table over and uh, through that, started uh, following him and interacting with him a bit and uh, eventually just asked nicely, hey, yeah. <laughs> would you like to come on our podcast and talk about your stuff? So, yeah, we are we're talking to Paul Cornell today. Yes. Um, Should be very awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had uh, just a, a little bit of anxiety. It's been a while since we've had an interview, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Father's Day, Human Nature. Yes. The family of blood. Yeah. Very um, cool. So much uh, so much that I like uh, that he was my pick of choice when I was on Time Scoop. Yes. Uh, and a very good choice. Yeah. So we are going to uh, kick it on over to that interview right now. Well, folks, we got a very special episode of Podcasting today. It's been a while since we've had a guest interview. And now you may know him as the writer of the Ninth Doctor Story, Father's Day, or the new adventure novel, uh, Human Nature, that was later adapted into a two-part Tenth Doctor Story. Um, I first discovered him through the new adventure novels and have enjoyed his work so much that he was my writer of choice when I was on the Time Scoop cast. Uh, but believe me, he has written... So much more. It's amazing. Comics, novels, he's written for TV, Big Finish. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast to Mr. Paul Cornell. Hello, how are you? We're well, Paul. How are you today? Fine, fine. Excellent. Uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon for you. I always think, what on earth am I, how on earth am I going to live up to uh, big introductions like that? I, oh, <laughs> it's just me. It it is, and and that's kind of funny because I know when I I brought uh, a copy of uh, No Future that I had purchased at Gallifrey. Oh, One. you poor thing! I I like that story. You said the same thing when I I asked you to sign it, and you're like, "Oh, I'm so I, 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 sorry." I go, I go around the globe, but defaming No Future, it's one of the things I do. I, that's so funny because I really actually enjoyed that story. What was it about that one that you didn't like? 
Ah, it was what motivated me to write Human Nature, basically. It, oh, really? um, uh, the the, um, the plot is all squashed up to the end. So <laughs> basically, I have to get everybody in a room and literally explain things with a flip chart at the end of it. And it's just piled full of continuity rubbish. And ah, <laughs> I'm... Uh, I, I, Craig Hinton gave me a real dressing down for it in the review in DWM, and I looked at it and thought he's absolutely right. Aww. And I, I just, I thought I can either start doing this decadent reworking of my own stuff forever at this point, mm-hmm. and that would have lasted about a week, um, or I can really dig deeper and try and bring bring my game you know bring whatever it was that i had initially in revelation and uh, that was the result of that was was human nature and um you know it's one of those big moments where it's kind of i know future kind of got stuff out of my system in a lot of ways <laughs> well i don't know if that speaks to a small tip for you then. yeah well and again thank you thank you for signing it i do appreciate that very much um uh, i don't know if that speaks to my uh, qualities as a as a reader, or let's just well, appreciate people, people, it for what it became. People do think that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, oh, what's he saying about me? And, <laughs> <laughs> so I really should stop this. I really should. Yeah, it's fine. It's no, fine. no, you, it, you, 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 you know, don't worry. Uh, not 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 worried. Not worried. I, I do uh, I do still for whatever reason do enjoy uh, that book. And again, thank you for signing that. But you also just wrapped up uh, kind of while we were at Gallifrey one, um, a third doctor adventure for Titan comics. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that one? Oh, it's a lovely experience. Um, I, uh, the, um, uh, my uh, five part miniseries um, for Titan, the third doctor miniseries um, is soon out in a lovely hardback. Nice. Um, these lovely, perfect bound hardbacks that Titan do. And, um, Lovely art from Chris Jones, just mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful, um, realistic line work. And um, so much feeling of the time um, from him for it. You know, um, the the fact that we were both, you know, deeply inured in this stuff and so could speak the same language. And, um, uh, you know, I could we could talk about body language and he had all the characters you know, in his in his um, repertoire, mm-hmm. um, just made it a really pleasurable experience. And Titan are brilliant to work for. And um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't have have wished for a be- better um, a better send off. Really, it was really uh, and and good to revisit the good stuff um, from that era. Actually, because I was a big time Pertwee hater in the nineteen nineties. Oh, and really. When when it was necessary to do, I mean, you know, it's. Um, I think from these days, it's hard to see how much of a monolithic body of what was good and what was bad was sitting there before a kind of new who criticism came along. Mm-hmm. And the love for things like the demons um, yes. was extra- extraordinary, and um, you know, it all needed to be torn down. So, you know. Um, some some new critical perspectives could be brought into play, and uh, I certainly don't regret feeling like that back then. But I'm pleased, therefore, especially to to do something now which highlights the good stuff from that part. I feel it's a nice circle to complete. I've just, I just watched um, part one of Day of the Daleks this afternoon, which <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is my idea of fun. No, that's and, I get that. <laughs> but and, and actually, Day of the Daleks, I I saw that and thought, oh yeah, that's kind of my mental map for 
for Pertwee, that there's an awful lot of the feel of that in in the strip. And uh, the first two episodes, the first two um, two issues of the comic, I'm very consciously, carefully pastiching, mm-hmm. and not and not going beyond the bounds of pastiche. That is to say, I actually repeat things they do in the show. But the Pertwee era repeats itself quite a lot, and in a very good way. It kind mm-hmm. of establishes a um, you know a kind of matrix of stuff it does. And um, but then with the third issue, broaden it a bit do some um, more emotive things that wouldn't be out of place in the in the modern show and that broadening is kind of uh, very necessary and something i really wanted to do and something titan do a lot they bring just a little bit of like their fourth doctor series by gordon rennie and emma Beebe, um just adjust the place of sarah jane in the um early tom baker era mm-hmm. to make her a proper co-lead and the difference is extraordinary and um you know so i was doing a little bit bit of that um so yeah yeah that's uh, amazingly and there's a couple of cliffhangers well i won't spoil for anybody who uh, <laughs> there are some big twists in there nice and um so yeah uh, uh delightful delightful experience yeah i'm i'm actually embarrassed to say that that in terms of fandom something that i've been very lacking in has been both the comics and big finish i've come very late uh to <laughs> both but having been um at gallifrey one and and around uh both the writers and the artists and the other fans i'm like i need to get caught up on this i really do i love how titan went to gallifrey one this year i mean they came absolutely full on with a proper with an exclusive cover and announcements to make and a, a proper presence yeah that um, was very impressive I- and, and I think it's clear that the, the fanishness of what they do, the fact that they're, they're all such, such enthusiasts, and um, you know, there's there's a great a great um, dedication and uh, kind of energy brought with them. And um, I loved how they 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 actually got the last issue of the Pertwee comic out early, so we could sell it at Gallifrey One. That's so. Awesome. Those issues, and we got rid of all of them. We got through the whole stack, individual stacks of all five issues, and seeing that those stacks go down over the weekend was just a tremendous feeling. It was, you know, we really, we really brought that comic to that convention, and that's a, that was a great feeling. Oh, I'm sure they'll be back next year. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, but now this has been this is kind of the end of your relationship yeah. with Doctor Who. Well, not my relationship with Doctor Who. Well, it's the end of me writing Doctor Who. Fair enough, um, yes. In that, you know, I, <laughs> I'll never stop having a relationship with Doctor Who. Isn't that true? But, but um, I don't think any of us will. <laughs> true, but, um, that. But, um, no, it's... Uh, I, I just needed to... If I, I've got maybe 20, 25 years of, um, of work life left, if I'm really lucky. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to lay down a body of original work. And um, I, I thought, if I get rid of the safety net and um, stop myself from being able to go and do any licensed property, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, God mock me. On the, an hour after I'd announced on Twitter I was not was only going to be using my own characters from now on, mm-hmm. um, Titan announced they got the license to Dad Dare. And I'm kind <laughs> of like, oh, oh, you're tempting me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but um but no the um uh it, it's just important for me to get rid of that safety net and to you know i'm I'm kind of in a position now to do so mm-hmm. and it, it just lets me lets me concentrate on on the original stuff and yeah. um 
getting rid of something that you love is is really important and being not letting oneself be comfortable is also very important sure um so yeah that's what that's what i'm doing it's uh it's 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 been it's been good so far. It sounds um, like it. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 also let me appreciate who is a fan again. I mean, you know, I'm basically at Gallifrey what as a fan. I'm there mm-hmm. as a, a game show host, a, a panel creator, um, somebody who, you know, puts stuff in, puts work in behind the scenes and brings fun. Yes. And um, at the uh, at the closing ceremony, I was actually st- stood at the back. As Sean started bringing on the guests, and I, I actually had to think to my, oh, hang about, I ought to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to run down the side to get to get there just right at the end. Nice. And um, you know, it just it it stopped occurring to me that I'm actually a guest at this thing, which I love. I I there are so I see so many people do that. You know, a lot of us go native for one because you know it's kind of it's where we came from. And as soon as we, there were a couple of couple of a couple of Gallifreys immediately after the broadcast of the stories that I found very difficult because suddenly there was a lot of attention on me, and I'd yeah. been going to Gallifrey for decades before that, and you know, so I, I stopped. I, I stopped going for a while, and um, but when I came back. Um, nobody cared again, so that was great, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, it meant it meant I could go and hang out again, and uh, so that's been that's been lovely. Nice. If bef- yeah. before we before we kind of walk away from Doctor Who to other things, is there a particular Doctor or companion or or, or both that you have a special joy in writing for? Mm. Well, I I think it's the seventh. I mean, I'm. Yes. Um, yeah, no, this is this is the stuff I grew up amongst. Um, as a writer, I mean, you yeah. know, um, I mean, I, I I have fond memories of being a fan and connecting with fandom in the early days of Peter Davison, mm-hmm. and that's when I first started to write for fanzines. But um, McCoy was kind of the, the the key for me, the way into writing for the books and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just such a, a special moment for me. And, um, you know, uh, there are doctors. Part of me, uh, I've written for the voices of uh, five, six, seven, eight, um, uh, nine, <laughs> ten. And part of me really would would like to just add Tom Baker to that, but no, no I, <laughs> I say that to Nick Briggs, and he goes, he, he of course he doesn't say, well, yes, of course. He goes, oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that if I if I have to work for it, I'll mean it, you know. But mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not, not going to do that. No, horrible. <laughs> nice. Well, it, and you've written, <clears throat> excuse me, you've also written for such. Uh, just a, a vast array of, of mediums is is there a particular one that you enjoy most or is there one that you haven't done yet that you're like hey i want to take a crack at like a screenplay or something oh uh, yeah i wouldn't mind a screenplay yeah um, i'm actively pursuing that oh and, nice uh, that's one of the things that you know it, getting rid of the safety net has meant that i'm i'm very much involved in in pursuing that that um but the thing I like most is prose, and uh, mm-hmm. that will, I think, always be the case. Um, you know, I, I know, I know where all the where all the controls are. I know what I'm doing, right? And and I'm continually learning in comics. 
and um, and in television. So, but with with prose, I I I'm, I feel very at home, and and also one can do anything in prose, you know, because it's a direct line to the interior of the reader's head. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So um, yes, that. <laughs> Nice. Um, it, it seems because I, I was I was going through your site, kind of uh, refamiliarizing myself. I I know that I've got a copy of British Summertime somewhere, and I can't for the life of me find it. But I remember having it. Um, I recognize what is, that what cover. Is it about my worst work. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I remember owning it's, that it's book. Not you. It's not you, it's me. No, don't worry about it. Um, it. You seem like you've got a particular fascination with with the unexplained, kind of that X-Files stuff, you know, UFOs and Bigfoot and such. Have you yourself ever had some sort of unexplained encounter? Mm. <laughs> uh, not in the categories I, I, I seek. Um I um I would love to see a UFO. I Likewise. would love to see a ghost. Um, <laughs> I actively go and go around going, yes, I'd li- I'd like to see one. Hello, <laughs> hello. <Yeah. laughs> but um, uh, I've never managed to. And yeah. uh, I think with a ghost, especially, then mm-hmm. one could then one could just mentally go right. I know that's real now, and maybe it's a sort of recording, and one would become very scientific about it. Yes, and, I totally get that. But um, whereas actually with a with a UFO, depending on the circumstances, I might well just turn and run. But, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm recently reading a lot of Jeffrey Kripal, um, uh, who's an amazing historian. He's a, his his job is he's a historian of religion, and okay. uh, he writes. He's written a few books about the history of paranormal experience. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, a lovely book about um, four writers on this subject, including Charles Fort mm-hmm. and Jacques, Vall- Jacques Vallée. Yes, yes. Um, uh, but basically, putting forward a, a feeling which I'm I'm very much agree with that um, there are um, he 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 want, he's, no actually it was Vallée who said that the um, uh, the notion of a, a flying saucer without a oh, sorry the notion of a, of a UFO without a human being observing it was absurd <laughs> um, that there's something very specific about the interaction between this stuff and the observer yeah and um, you know uh, nuts and bolts people people who who think there are actual aliens in actual ships that in 20 years time we may might be able to get out our spotter's guide and identify where they're from you know <laughs> that just makes me feel no 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 that's reductive nonsense this is this is the numinous this is the supernatural at play mm-hmm. and um you know if ever we are to unlock what this stuff means it it'll be about unlocking the nature of mind and um time and difficult things like that interesting and um you know so i'm very much a, a pure 14 i i i i observe and i'm entertained by but really try not very hard not to theorize or co- or especially not come to conclusions about mm-hmm. um because honestly any conclusion will be blown out of the water almost immediately and <laughs> um but it the the UFO mythology is as, as American as jazz, and it's been exported <laughs> around the world. And it, it's a terrific modern mythology. We may now be coming to the end of it, actually. Um, 
in that it's not very popular anymore and it's become more and more marginal mm-hmm. and and the i i think the politicization of it the fact that um it, it's the fringes of it have become increasingly right wing and has become wrapped up in conspiracy theory yes but um you know it's uh it's had a good run, you know, 47 <laughs> to 17. Yeah. Um, it's uh, been uh, a tremendously effective mythology. And um, I, I just wanted to write about that. And we do, Source Estate is um, six, two six-issue miniseries from IDW that finish off um, a 15-issue run that originally came out from Vertigo a few years ago. Right. And... Um, and you can pick it up without any knowledge of the previous version. It's about what would what would happen if the president of the United States had once been abducted by aliens. And having just been sworn in, she's trying to use the power of the office to find out what really happened. And uh, there's a game-changing moment at the end of one, which sends the whole series off in another direction and really kind of indicates what our finishing line is going to be. Oh, neat. And it's drawn by Ryan Kelly. It's wonderful, realistic line art. Um, so I'm, I'm having the most amazing time finishing that off. It's very good of IDW to come to me and, and ask me to complete this thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's about the mythology. It's about. Um, uh, it, it, it's it's not about the it's not about a real flesh and blood spaceships and the president facing them. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's about a, a president dealing with a body of, of mythology. As somebody says, um, politics is the art of the possible, and this is the impossible. And, uh, I'm, I'm delighted to be able to finish it. It's it's another one of these big works that, that I get to finish this year. Um, so that that's a, a delight. And again, a, a, a finishing of something I've been doing since I was a kid, under the blankets, yes. scaring myself with UFO books, you know. Oh, that's fantastic. And it, yeah, because the original was uh, Saucer Country, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, definitely I, I want to seek that out. Well, thank you. Um, IDW are republishing it in one volume before the start of the new series. Oh, terrific. And I think, if I remember right, Saucer State, the first issue is out 10th of May, correct? That's the one. Thank awesome. you very much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> do order it from your comic shop because... Yes. Uh, you know, I get tweets. Uh, people say, um, "Oh, I, I went into my local comic shop and they'd sold out of your comic. Well done!" No, they, they'd sold out of my comic because you didn't order it, mm-hmm. and they'd ordered two copies. And um, yeah. if you'd ordered it, they'd have had maybe would have ch- taken a chance on a few more, and you could have definitely got your copy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's an awful way to run a. To run a business, I say run a business. To run a, a, a medium, honestly, main, mainly. But uh, I, I feel for comic shop owners; they're in a tremendous bind. They have to basically bet on what's going to be a success, and mm-hmm. um, it makes the whole medium more conservative all the time. I can imagine. Um, digital, digital has really helped with that. It would be really good for my whole career if I could say the word "digital" without thinking about it beforehand. <laughs> I need to get a little rub up to it. <laughs> oh, I understand that. That's I've we've all got words like that. I've if you've ever listened to other episodes of ours, John does have issues with uh, pronouncing certain actors' names <laughs> and such. But I will give him credit for this. He is much more up on uh, comics uh, than oh. I am, and um, I think at some point we're going to have to uh, find a, a Doctor Who comic to to review for. 
uh, for our show. Yeah, we'll be working Ooh. on that too because we've done mostly episodes. We've done uh, one big finished story so far, but I think we want to hit all the different mediums eventually. Well, Nick Abadzis has been doing amazing um, Tenth Doctor stuff for three years now. He's just kept going with the Tenth Doctor at Titan, nice. and um, and he reinvents it every year. They they have a season break every year, oh. uh, and um, so they really do have story shapes. And he's building, building, and building on largely based on stuff from um, Pyramids of Mars. So that's really good stuff. Maybe okay. that would be a good starting place for that, you. Uh, we will definitely take that into consideration for sure. That's that's a good recommendation. Um, I guess Paul, probably the most important thing going on right now is two days ago, uh, your novel Chalk hit the mm. shelves and this it sounds actually like it's been a couple decades in the making <laughs> yes it's a year where i get to to do all this stuff that's taken ages to get to it's lovely um chalk is my um book about uh bullying it's a 1980s set novel about school bullying mm-hmm. and um it's uh there is there is stuff to interest a doctor who fan there as you might imagine um there's um uh it it <sighs> Basically, it's a very personal book, and it's one I've been working on for the best part of two decades mm-hmm. um, in many different versions. Um, but I'm very pleased it's this version that finally broke through and landed. Um, it's a, it, it, it's basically a horror novel about school, and um, but also about the landscape and about magic and um, about the power of pop music because there's actual pop music magic in this um Tor, tor.com who publish it have um been kind enough to put up a uh, uh, a youtube playlist of all the tracks in the book and, yes uh, i saw a link to that and it's kind of like no that's what i call 1983 it's um, <laughs> <laughs> excellent oh, oh, over here in Britain, they're currently repeating on BBC Four um, Top of the Pops, our weekly pop show from the 70s and 80s. Oh, my. And um, they've actually got to this particular era. So Thursday night's uh, kind of a bit of an emotional roller coaster for me at the moment. <laughs> oh, I bet. Um, but, um, uh, but I hope it's universal, acts as a catharsis to anybody who's been through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Um, our hero at one point visits the Doctor Who exhibition at Longleat House. Oh, neat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, because, you know, being set in 1983, I thought, well, yeah, he'd be watching Doctor Who. So I I, I did that. Ah, um, so, yeah, uh, I'm really delighted to have it out there. And um, phew, got there. Wow. Yeah, I, and it's funny because I've seen I've I've seen lots of uh, great buzz about it. In fact, I think even this morning I've already seen people who are like, "I just finished it." I'm like, "It came out two days ago. I can't even read that fast." My I wife know. maybe, but I can't. <laughs> it, it's it's certainly speaking to some people. That's a lovely thing. Yeah, um, we've had some really good mainstream reviews. We got um, really really nice um, publishers weekly in the Guardian and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, but more importantly than that. So many fans of my acquaintance have devoured it, and this has been a, a lovely, lovely moment. Um, I'm just delighted by that. That's great. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's not putting them off. Well, you yeah, know, it, it, I, you would hate to work on something for a couple of decades and have people be like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Well, well more like that it might freak them out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that 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 it might be too much. But I I think because it's leavened by the magical power of banana rama and things like that, <laughs> that it, it actually is a good experience all in all. Well, and 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 people who know banana rama know that there's quite a magical power about them. I'm sure. Well, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Another one of those one-hit wonders over there that, you know, it is just the most successful girl group of all time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's just cruel summer for you guys, I know. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can... I I don't think I can think of another single of theirs that I know. I probably have heard one, but could I think of it off the top of my head at, you know, eight in the morning over here? Probably not so much. Like, like Robert De Niro's Waiting Love in the First Degree. I heard a rumor. Yes. Um, cheers there. See? <laughs> See? This is a man who knows his music. That is awesome. Um, uh, I just, just grew up in the wrong way. Uh, you know what? I don't know that that's necessarily true because I, I think I think music is pretty... Uh, core to to most of us for whatever era we grew up in well yeah absolutely and what, what the book kind of says is that it's not this specific music it's not one of those books that say you have to be into this that the the central character is into mm-hmm. it's 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 a book that says this is it for him and i'm sure you've got something similar nice whatever it might be nice well i know that um i know that you've kind of put the safety net away and that you are uh looking to do your own stuff but if you could come back and do just uh, uh, either a property or a universe and and write for that 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 you never had the chance to do is there one out there where it's like God, i really wish that <laughs> bloody dare yeah right yes exactly from earlier indeed oh uh, john steed and mrs peel i've come so close oh. i really have i've i've just a couple of times uh, I, I was talking to comics companies with the, uh, you know, with the license and mm-hmm. things like that. They mm-hmm. never quite got that, and um, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's all stuff that I mean. I remember my folks raising me on the Avengers and and the Prisoner and and stuff like that. That would be that would be really cool. I I I, I feel I could just write. Um, John Steed and Emma Peel dialogue off the top of my head. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Um, what advice? There's, there's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. There's a, um, it's a Tower King episode, so it's it, it's lesser Avengers, but um, there's a wonderful moment where, um, um, and I think it's I think it's a Tony Williamson script where um, Tower bursts in and rescue, pull, pulls um, ropes away from Steed and shouts. He's got a plan to release dry rot and destroy the world. And Steve just says, haven't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Yes. Ending ending the world by dry rot. That's that's Mm. never a good thing, is it? Um, what, what, what advice would you give to someone out there who wants to get into writing? Whatever whatever form that takes, be it novels or comics or some other medium. Well, I, I have one sentence that uh, I, I this the sentence has been worked on for a long time. Um, it is your job to seek out harsh critique of your work and change as a result of it. And I think that basically includes everything. If you can do that, that's the whole game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I say your mum is not going to give you harsh critique and people put their hands up and say, well, my mum does. I mean, wow. <laughs> Woo. OK. <laughs> but um, but um, no, you need you need people to hurt you. You don't learn to be a boxer by avoiding getting punched on the nose. That's true. 
and you're going to be rewriting. You're going to be rewriting a lot. Mm -hmm. So you might as well start writing now. And um, you've got a lot of bad writing to get through before, you know, there's that... um, I do believe to some degree in that theory that you need to put down so many hours of bad stuff before you get there. Um, You know, it's the... Um, paint, paint the paint the fence, polish the car thing from the karate kid. You know, yes. Um, you've you've got to work and work and work on the basis basics, and from that comes the good stuff. And um, you know, it's uh, the amount of it, it's about rewriting. You know, you 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 don't have to work. And and basically, this is where all all usefulness in writing comes from. You don't need to worry about your first line because you're going to rewrite it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, why why can't you start writing? I don't know. Why don't you just start writing? You're going to be rewriting it anyway. <laughs> and I think we, I think a lot of times we, we can sometimes be our own worst critics even before we get started on a well, project, no whatever that might be. Finishing is, finishing is a major deal. Yes. You know, get to the end, and uh, then you can look back over a whole thing and rewrite it. Um, most people don't finish. Um, so if you actually finish, then you'll be in the top, however many. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing people don't do is obe- obey the um, instructions. If you just simply do what they say in all respects, you're probably in the to- top 10%. There you go. And, and that's why Why not? Why, why not? You, no, no matter how good or bad a writer you think you are, why not put yourself in the top 10% to start with? You can do that. You absolutely can. You can do it just by obeying what they say. Things like that. Showing up. You yes. know, finish the, finish the damn book. Send, <laughs> send it in in the way they like. Yeah. Um, and they're really, they're, they're, it's, it's teachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of people teaching it. Uh, it's a craft. But you learn crafts by doing. And I think the idea of writing as art, as uh, something that comes to you in inspiration and that you fret over, it, it, it's it's a very negative idea. It's an idea that stops people actually doing it. Um, I I don't I think I think it, art is craft taken to its greatest extent. And you know the Beatles get to be the Beatles by being that um, that session band in Berlin in Hamburg um, by working over and over and over on the basics to the point where the basics get filed. In, in the back of the head as experience as mm-hmm. reflex yeah and then you can then you can start working on the heights when you've when you've climbed the mountain um anyway i've gone on and on there we are that's no that's that's well said all of it well, very well said thank you um is before we wrap up is is there anything else uh coming up that you'd like to plug or or where can uh uh, fans find and, and, and interact with you. Apparently, I'm a, I need a second cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my website. Um, uh, you Google me, you'll find that. Um, mm-hmm. PaulCornell.com. And I'm on Twitter, uh, Paul underscore Cornell. Uh, if you don't put the underscore in, somebody who's only tweeted once will we'll get you, oh, your message. Yeah. <sighs> and... Um, uh, yeah, that's where I am. Okay. Anything else I got to got to talk about? I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm on Vampirella for Dynamite at the moment. That's yes. really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there's another Witches of Lichford book coming out later this year. There's um, this will be the third of those. So yeah, um, 
thank you very much for, oh. for having me on. And, and I hope I'll be back at Gallifrey if they invite me again next February. Yes, definitely. We're, we're both uh, already counting down the days until the tickets go on sale uh, in oh, yes. a couple of weeks here. Uh, well, do say hello next to, you know, when, Absolutely when will. Absolutely will. I will not be the sheepish guy at the table next to you going like, I, I, I don't feel like I can approach him. I'm going to tweet him instead. I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Hi, Paul. It's John. Hello. Um, hello. We actually, it was early one morning. I think I was editing one of the podcasts and you had sat down at the table next to us yes. and we said nothing <laughs> no <laughs> whatever whatever i was saying is just between us and, uh, how early how early in the morning are we talking are we talking about 3 a.m early oh, no or no no, 7 no. it was no 7. more 7 a.m it was about 7 because there's all the difference in the world between <laughs> yeah true <laughs> no all, all of us there having our having our morning starbucks trying to get the the engine started right right um but um no, so uh, thank you very much for having me on. Oh, and, thank uh, you for what, joining what, what, what us. What are you talking about next week? What's your next podcast? Oh, well, I... It's Taylor's know, turn to pick is. an episode. So. Um, and uh, as we race toward uh, the start of the new season, we've got one more uh, episode to record. And I was originally gonna uh softball it with the uh, two-part story black orchid but then i decided well we've got cybermen in the next season so let's do the episode after that and i decided to as john said celebrate the death of the wilderness year with the death of adric we're doing earth shock <laughs> right oh. i know <laughs> i don't know how to do things in 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 small amounts we're, we're going big on this one i think <laughs> Well, have a good time with that. Oh, we will. <laughs> thank you. And, and thank you for, for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to what you do next. And if you ever want to come back on and talk about stuff, yeah, just let us know, please. Very kind of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. So there you have it. That, that was, was a lot of fun. That was to so much fun. To. That was a delight. I had to chime in at the end. Uh, as well you should. <laughs> as well you should. Seriously, you. we need to get you talking more during interviews. I know. I don't know what it is. I, and I was, I was talking to a friend about this. I think when... Because uh, the past two interviews we've done, yes. you have sought out the interview. Yeah. And you've done the ground. So I'm just like, I'll just let... <laughs> I'll let Taylor do it. Well, I won't and, say anything. And I and I and I got to admit, I've I've kind of been, you know, Paul has kind of been, you know, a little bit of classic who and a little bit more new stuff, and then obviously, you know, all that world out there that that we've yet to dive into. Right. Um, yes. So I I can understand why it's kind of like, well, Taylor, you're more familiar with this stuff. You yes. take the reins. Um, but yeah, we need to get you talking more. I know. <laughs> I know. I understand the anxiety. I was I was nervous. I know. It, uh, you, I believe, had the same nerves for the last interview. The uh, well, interview. yes, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so as Taylor said, we're going to celebrate the death of the wilderness year. <laughs> the or I guess, it, I guess as Taylor quoted me. Yes, because you said it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's what we're... That's, Earthshock. Yeah. It is our next task before 
season 10. Season 10. Oh my God, it's, it's right so around the corner. It's so close. It is very, very close. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica and look for the Gallifrey in writing. And rate and review us as well, please. We yes. would greatly appreciate it. It doesn't that. have to be five stars like all those other podcasts tell you. You can be just honest. But it would be but great we, if we it like was. It. We like it if you do, but I'm not going to force you to. <laughs> there you go. That's the attitude we have around exactly. here. Exactly. Do what you feel. Wasn't that a Simpsons episode? Probably. I feel like it was. Uh, <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG for soundcloud stuff and you can head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com buy one of our podcastica shirts yep, yep. they are comfortable and awesome <laughs> uh shout out to the y-axes they do our music you can uh, check them out the y-axes.bandcamp.com and yeah we will talk to you guys in in two weeks time yeah earth shock <laughs> you're you're still bracing yourself for this i mean i've already watched it i know and i get to tell my story about when we when i watched it the I, first time i know you teased that last uh, time too it's pretty funny i thought it was funny. i'm looking forward to it i haven't heard it yet <laughs> and you will not hear it for two more weeks <laughs> all right i'm sorry spoilers all right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you to Paul Cornell. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, big was... big thank yous. Go and follow him and read his stuff. Please. Yes. Support that man. Yes, and support your local comic book store, man. We got a little one in Livermore that I need to get into more often. Yeah. Definitely. They're fun places. They, they have are. comics and pop figures that I don't need <laughs> as yeah. we look around. We do have a lot. All right. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. See ya. That's brilliant. Perfect. Thank you so much. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey.